to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and today is the big reveal, <laughs> the mindset of money and how to get rich. And what we're going to do is we're going to drill down, as we have been promising the past two shows, and I want you guys to take great notes. I'm going to walk you through a eight-point, might work out to be a nine-point plan, specifically what we have followed, what essentially, and this advice that I'm about to give to you guys financially is the culmination of advice that I've obtained in person from very successful, well-off people worth tens of millions. And one fellow who was informally mentoring me for you know two or three years, who's a billionaire. Books that Julie and I have read. Information just basically that we're we're rabid readers. We're always looking to improve ourselves so we can basically we're keeping ourselves out of uh, complacency and we're improving ourselves. And obviously we can do a better job for you guys. All that. So that's what we're going to bring to you today. Nine very uh, key focus points on wealth accumulation, on the art, science, and the philosophy of getting rich and then staying rich once you're there. So um, we have a lot of things to share with you. I think, Julie, you've got a couple comments, a couple uh, folks you'd like to acknowledge that are – yes, I, I've been reading the face, our private Facebook group. Um, existing coaching members, make sure you're on the private Facebook group. I have to say it's a really – I go there to read positive things, to cheer me up, to motivate me. It's such a great reinforcing group. We've really – carved out a really great tribe of thousands of agents around the country and actually around the world who are embracing the idea that this is their time. So, Julie, you have any interesting emails to read, comments to read? Yes. Just a quick one uh, from Matthew Cole. says, success story. After 20 years in the business, I have just now started calling expireds. One of my very first expired calls just signed a listing contract today. He said, I'm friends with a lot of realtors in town, but none of them called me or reached out to me. You did. That's why I'm listing with you. He, Matthew writes, enough said. <laughs> so I, I like how short and clear and direct that is. And I had sent something back saying, you know, all you have to do is ask. And also that there's this belief out there amongst agents, and I, I think they use this as an excuse that, oh, gosh, you know, there's hundreds of agents calling expireds every day, and I'm just going to be another one in the crowd. Well, I mean, Matthew just said Latest listing taken. Homeowner says, I know a lot of agents. None of them called to, uh, to help me. I'm listing with you because you did. What more evidence is there that this is a valid spoke? You know, you guys sell real estate for a living. Expireds are people who clearly have houses to sell. It just makes sense that you talk to them. So I love Matthew's comment. And then I have another uh, quick one here. This is from an agent named Francine. And let's see, she's one of our newer clients. She lives in the Olympia, Washington area, and she wrote a quick email. Hi, Julie, as a new coaching client, just wanted to say thank you for helping me today. This was on the premiere call with my question about the upcoming duplex listing. You had recommended that I visit Investopedia, plus your ideas on coaching my seller paid off tremendously. And she goes into some detail about how they put the deal together. Um, she said, after doing the numbers and learning how to figure out cap rates and ROI, that both she and the seller had their minds blown of how that affects market value. 
She still, of course, has the listing, but she said it was pretty much mind-blowing for both of us. Anyway, your guidance and advice was just enough to get me going on the right direction. I have a super happy client who didn't know that I didn't know anything about listing or selling a duplex, but now I do, and thank you. Well, that's what coaching is about. So thank you, Francine, for sharing your story and uh, for mentioning that. We do a lot of work on that premier coaching call. Some of it is literally about what's your upcoming listing and quest specific questions, how to help your prospects and your sellers. That is, you know, boots on the ground, practical, tactical coaching. It's not, uh, somebody posted on Facebook, they, they, let me go back to that. They had gone to a recent more of a rah-rah type of coaching uh, event in their office that said, uh, this agent is from Santa Barbara, I believe, uh, was a, quote, listing boot camp half-day seminar. I was asked to go, and it's free, so I thought, why not? Wrong. So much of it was me, 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 the speaker, and he says, and you may know who that is, uh, just went on and on and on about all their credentials. Nothing groundbreaking, and their coaching is far more expensive. And not only that, wow, no energy in their presentation. I'll stick with Tim and Julie. That's from Agent Andy in Santa Barbara. So we do try and keep it real. But uh, back to you, Tim. Those are my three stories. No, it's great. And so, uh, listen, members, please go to the private Facebook group and partake in, um, you know, the, the revelry of basically being in the right place at the right time. So another little quick fun uh, thought. On the Facebook group, I need uh, members to share with uh, us your opinions on the different T-shirt designs that we're going to be uh, developing. So we're taking all of our most common sayings, uh, there's probably about 30 of them, and we're going to be making them into T-shirts, making them into ball caps and mugs, and we're going to do it mostly to give the things away. So, for example, when we read on Facebook that someone just had a really great day, took a listing, we wanna, we're going to send them a coffee mug, you know, it has some sort of motivational reinforcing you know, type thing on it. So th just some fun stuff. So I'd appreciate if you, uh, members can give us your feedback on what designs you like so we know which ones to go ahead and pull the trigger on. All right, so listen, this is going to be what probably, in my opinion, should be one of the most important podcasts of all the thousands of podcasts that we've ever done. To make this podcast really resonate with you, you're going to need to go back and listen to the podcast for the past two days. We don't really like to talk about mindset that much because, frankly, mindset is basically, and this is mental masturbation at the end of the day. Most mindset conversations don't lead anywhere. They're not practical. They're not tactical. They're not going to get you into action, and they're not going to make you money. So we try to avoid them as a rule. But what you're thinking with regards to money and wealth accumulation and being rich, that really is a, a worthwhile conversation to have with yourself. So do yourself a favor. Go back to listen to the past two podcasts. Today is a tactical and practical application of hopefully what you are at least considering to be your new mindset. And the mindset is that of you being rich. So I'm going to start out with some assumptions. And I want to do my best. And, Julie, I, I doubt if we'll be able to get through all nine points. I'm going to try. Um, but we're sure. going to go through we're going to We're going to start out with some assumptions. And um, now I'm going to start out by some corrective thinking. Two thoughts. Number one, and I, we said this, and I want you to write this down and never forget this because it will become incredibly relevant today. The definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Or, and that's it. The definition of rich is where, you no longer, where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And so your rich, your version of rich could be $5,000 a month that's passively coming in. It might take $200,000 a month passively coming in. But it's never, it doesn't have to be a specific dollar amount. A lot of the things, I think, the, the thinking that screws people up from ever actually having a chance of obtaining any kind of real meaningful wealth 
It's because they set these ridiculous, unrealistic goals. And, you know, it's funny. Every time Julie and I, you know, we talk about money stuff occasionally when we do private events, and we always ask the crowd, like, what is their, you know, their goal? And they always say the same thing, which I don't quite understand, but they always say $10 million, right? What are you trying to obtain? What is your goal? What is your – you know, and they'll say ten million. Well, why ten million? And you know what? There's never a reason why. They have no idea. It's just something that they heard somebody else said, or they read in a book, or they think that sounds like an impressive number to make the people around them go, "Ooh, wow, yeah." No, it's not. It's irrelevant. The dollar, the actual total net worth, is not as relevant as the passive income you're getting as a result. So that should be a liberating thought for a lot of you. Because it makes it so that you will, if you just follow these nine steps, you absolutely will become rich because you can accumulate enough passive income sources to make it so that you have enough money coming in that if you choose to ever not work anymore, you could. Okay, remember that. So here are the assumptions. You have some debt currently to pay off. Second assumption, your desire is to be truly financially free. And by financially free, it's just basically what the feeling you'd have. Like if you woke up this morning and you knew you didn't actually have to – if you wanted to just go to the beach all day, if you wanted to read a book all day, if you wanted to basically not do anything that had anything to do with uh, doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it, you only wanted to spend your day doing what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it at the highest level. You didn't want to do anything that caused yourself any discomfort. You could easily afford to do it. So that's what I'm talking about financially free. You are willing and able to stay focused. The next assumption is you're willing and able to stay focused for long periods of time and follow a path, even if it feels daunting. In other words, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take more work. It's going to take more focus, more concentration. You're going to have more people trying to distract, or distract you from the path, more people trying to sell you uh, alternative paths to get to, this, to get to your financial independence, but you need to basically have blinders on and stay myopic. Myopic is like tunnel vision. Next one, you need to know that life is about base hits. Now, that's an important thing. It's going to be on one of the T-shirts, I promise you. Life is about base hits. What I mean by that is don't look to hit a home run every single day because it will never happen and you'll burn yourself out with your expectations being unmet. So if you say life is a series of base hits, here's our definition of a base hit. A base hit is a day where you set a listing appointment. A base hit is a day where you put something in contract, uh, where you have a closing. A base hit is a day where you actually do the you know, three to five minimum standards that you set for yourself. That's a base hit. A base hit is any time you are in action moving towards the betterment of yourself, and in doing so you are actually improving the lives of other people and being of service to other people. That's a base hit. So life is about base hits. Don't, be one of the, don't have the mindset that you're going to wait for some big, huge liquidity event. The only, you know, you're going to basically win only when you sell your company or when somehow you buy the winning lottery ticket. Nope. Look at your successes along the way and be appreciative of your base hits. And yes, Julie, I know I skipped the first one. Uh, the next one is know that everything worth having takes two to three times longer than you think it should. And that sucks. <laughs> so true, though. Okay? It's so true, so and it true. sucks, but it's true. So everything that's worth having, financial independence, you know, mastery of the listing presentation, getting really good at prospecting, getting really good at every aspect of your life, being a good husband, being a good wife, being a good parent, being a good whatever, it takes a lot longer than you think, and that's called normal. Um, now, you can shorten the journey basically by following the footsteps of others, obviously. A smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. There's another good upcoming T-shirt. I can promise you that one will be there too. But, guys, it will always 
behoove you to follow in the footsteps of others so you don't have to make the same mistakes. Don't read books about people who made all these mistakes and go out and make those same mistakes. Some of you guys do that. It's kind of interesting. You know, a lot of the stuff that we tell you, some of you guys are saying, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard a version of that before. You know, yeah, that's right, because it's practical, it's tactical, it's stuff that works. It's not mystical. It's not sort of this new age stuff. It's not, oh, you know, it's, a, it's not about this, all these things, all these concepts, all these nice to, you know, believe things that are basically just elegant lies. Our focus is on actually helping you guys follow a path that's going to get you to your goal because that, after all, is the damn point. All right, next point, and these are your last two assumptions. You know that you'll be tempted to make course corrections, hit easy buttons all the time. Julie read an email from some uh, one of these traveling circus guys that came to town trying to sell snake oil. She was smart enough to say no, thank you. That's in a distraction that could have been tempted that could have tempted her to have gotten her off her path. Be very weary of that. Be an absolute jerk about basically fielding and sorting information from anybody that comes to you and trying to sell you an easy button. Just mail this. Just do this. Just like this. Just you know, some sort of automated anything that's going to make it so that you don't have to do the hardest stuff that is basically the lead generation. Anytime anyone tries to hit you up with an easy button with regards to lead generation, you need immediately to trust your intuition and say, oh, this is very seductive, but it's also a lie, and get back to doing the real work. And the last point and last assumption that we wrote down is no – the values of your assets will go up and down, and volatility will scare the shit out of you. I was just talking to Julie about that today. Honest. Your assets, your house, your cars, your stocks, your bonds, your gold, your art, your whatever, whatever, it'll go up every day. It'll go up and down every day, every year. There will be some sort of historical this, that, and the other. You'll see things completely depreciate. You'll see them reappreciate you know, re or inflate. You'll see all these different – you've got to stay the course. There was a whole bunch of studies that have been done on um, stocks and bonds and whatever. And most people, uh, when the market gets really volatile and it starts to basically people live and start feeling fearful they're going to lose their nest eggs, they sell and then they miss when inevitable is the inevitability of the uh, I mean the next inevitable thing that always happens is the reinflation of the stock and they don't get back in fast enough. So they miss out on what could have been one of the greatest opportunities for them to obtain wealth. So when you've made strategic investments. When you basically locked into a specific goal, it's going to be harder to obtain. It's going to take longer. Um, but I promise you, once you get there, you're going to thank yourself forever and ever. All right, so here we go. Now, before I get to the specific nine points, and I'm trying to go through this relatively quick, so you guys have got to take notes. I want you to remember, Julie and I are not CPAs. We're not tax planners. We're not attorneys. We're not anything of the sort. So you cannot take this as anything other than entertainment, okay? So if you think that, you know, we're financial planners or, you know, whatever, we're not. This is just the culmination of our opinions on what we have done and advise others to do that we've learned informally from other people, books and whatnot. So here it is. Number one, this one, the first couple points are very obvious, and I'll go through them quick. Number one, become and remain a prolific earner. Make as much net income as you can as fast as you can. So become a prolific earner, but it's not enough. And this is, again, a fallacy of the current uh, religion of teams. I mean, teams have become a religion. If you're not believing in the team model, you're somehow not part of the religion. It's, it's like global warming. People won't even talk about it without it becoming a hot button. You can't have a logical conversation about it because people assume you're some sort of heretic like the dark ages of Christianity and all the rest of it, right? So, guys, listen. 
become and remain a prolific earner, but it's not enough to earn money. You have to maintain monster margins. By that, I mean I want you to be maintaining 50% of every commission check you earn, but not just that. Home warranty checks. Every time you make any, if you take in any money, you need to be disciplined of making sure you maintain high margins. Okay, that's really critical. It's super easy to, when you get seduced by those easy button ideas, it's super easy to start spending all of your profit away, and that is the exact opposite of what you need to do if you ever hope to become rich. You might earn more money in gross revenue. You might have more plaques, more awards, be in more stages, have people get tattoos of you on their butts because you're so incredible at real estate, but it won't matter because you won't have any net income. I have seen this be the plague, the scourge of top-producing real estate agents for the past 20 years. They have uh, huge teams, huge production. They write books. They do seminars. They sell hundreds of houses per year, but they have no net income because they're spending it all to make it all. Intuitively, you guys know that is true. You know. You suspected it's true, and you were right. Point number two, be tax-wise. Assume your CPA is not going to save you anything. Uh, become literate on how to uh, legally pay less in taxes. Be careful who you listen to for financial advice. 99.9% .9 of everyone offering financial, advi uh, adv uh, financial advice, regardless of their title, are salespeople. They are commissioned on you taking their advice. And there's a great new book uh, by Tony Robbins out called uh, Money, Master the Game, and another one that Julie and I just read called Unshakable. You guys should get both of those books. Again, Tony Robbins, Money, Master the Game, which is complicated. Uh, if you want to skip that one, just get Unshakable. It's kind of the condensed version. It hits all, all, all the high points. But here's the thing I want you to remember. Every single person that's going to want to sell you a security, a security is a stock, a bond, an index fund, anything like that, they're all making commission. The probability of you running into somebody who's trying to sell you something that's a quote-unquote security that's not being paid a commission on what they're selling is about zero. So you have to assume, no matter how nice they are, no matter how good their office is, how well you know, eloquent they are, the, all the letters after their name, all of that, they're just salespeople. They make money basically when they do a transaction. That transaction means getting the money out of you. You guys should know this. In real estate, have you noticed how all the stocks and bonds guys, all the security guys, they always will try to tell you that your house is not an asset. Your house is not an asset. Real estate is not part of your long-term uh, large financial plan. Why? Because they're competing for that investing money. So what they want to do is they don't want consumers thinking that buying a rental property is a viable alternative to putting that same amount of money that they would have put towards the down payment in something that's going to pay them a commission. Ha-ha! <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about it, but it's true. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason that a lot of these guys don't market, talk about real estate, because they don't get paid for talking about and marketing real estate. You need to be wise to that. You need to realize that nobody is going to try to save you money. Your CPA, who you've used forever, is just trying to get the damn tax return filed so they can charge you the money and move on to the next one. You're going to have to become your own best ally when it comes to saving taxes. And if you think that rich people have some sort of easy out on taxes and there's all these secret loopholes and secret whatevers that they can do to make it so that they're paying less in taxes, that's all big glorious lie too. The more money you earn, the more money you're going to pay in taxes. So you need to learn how to do this, uh, essentially read books, do what other rich people are doing. Uh, pay attention to all the benefits of owning rental property, which is what we're, going to, what we're getting to here. All right, so 
There it is. Remember I told you guys about that. Do not assume that anyone is going to try to save you taxes. Do not assume your CPA is going to bring you ideas on how to basically save taxes. He's not going to bring you ideas on write-offs and deductions and depreciation and all that. You need to do all the homework yourself. You need to be absolutely pissed off if you suspect you're overpaying in taxes. Lots of ways to legally lessen your tax bill. Nothing illegal, nothing immoral whatsoever about paying less in taxes. Some people think there is, but there isn't. So if you're actually needing, wanting to accumulate money so that you can actually one day be rich, uh, you definitely got to, A, number, point number one was earn as much money, net income as you can, and B, make sure you're not just shoveling out the back door, paying it all in taxes. Point number three, save off, this is really critical, um, easily said, and I know mechanically it's not easily done, save off the top of every check. When you're starting doing this, literally scrape off. And if, you're, if you happen to be, and I know we have a lot of people that are thinking about getting in real estate that have become regular listeners, you need to start scraping off 10%. Look, you could have student loans. You could have credit card debt. You could have just basically hand-to-mouth existence right now. Start scraping off 10% of every check and paying yourself first. I'm not talking about you know, debt retirement. I'm not talking about anything else. Just start saving money. Get into the discipline of taxing yourself. I mean, that's it. So when you, get, when you take in money, it doesn't matter what – your grandma sends you 50 bucks for your birthday this year. I want you to put $5 in the savings account. You guys get it? That will accumulate faster than you think. That will be a meaningful first step in actually becoming a disciplined saver. And as you start to basically earn more money, follow uh, advice in point one and point two, and you get your taxes under control, as you earn more money, you're going to have more taxes. As you figure out how, how, how to do that, then what's going to happen is you're going to have to start, and you should start saving 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, and it will become easier. And then you guys will be in an absolutely supersonic position to start accumulating um, assets. And again, the assets that we want you to primarily focus on are going to be single family homes, not multifamilies, not doubles, not commercial, not income producing laundry mats, but single family homes. I'm going to do a little quick side note on that. What does Wall Street buy? What were the big hedge funds buying? What are they not selling? Single family homes. What is the American dream? This is the reason we have this philosophy. Julie and I have had it since we bought our first rental properties. The American dream is and always will be to fill in the blank, own your own home, right? It's not to own your own double, your own laundromat, your own commercial property, your own strip mall, your own, you know, parking lot. Those are all the nice assets to have, but when you're in this stage of wealth accumulation, you should be buying single family homes. Single family homes are always easier to rent than um, apartments, doubles, two families. Single family homes don't suffer the ups and downs of you know all the commercial type stuff that a lot of you guys have explored. Single family homes are the best place for you to get long term asset appreciation in when it comes to residential real estate. Now, some of you are saying, Tim, the single family homes in my backyard are too expensive. No kidding. So you're going to have to learn how to explore other markets. I'm telling you right now, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Indiana, north part of Atlanta, north part of Austin, Texas, there are markets out there, guys, where you can buy a hundred, $120,000 house. And if you write a check for it, even after property taxes, you can make a 10% return on your investment. You buy a $100,000 house in Indianapolis, Indiana, you write a check for it, and then that house will pay you, on average, after taxes, at least $1,000. So in that particular case, you're making eleven dollars or $12,000, which is 11 or 12%. That does not count your appreciation, if there is any, 
I don't count on it personally with any of the assets we have, but it doesn't also account the depreciation, which can go to reinforce point number two, which was maximizing the amount of opportunities you have to save money on taxes. Julie, do you have anything to say so far? Am I going too fast? No, well, I was just going to remind them of two little things having to do with finding the single-family homes uh, in addition to yours looking outside of your own backyard. You have to look harder. You have to look in more different places. They absolutely do exist. And if you are in a market, as many of our Premier Coaching clients are, where there are some you know, nice affordable neighborhoods, remember those of you who have your pre-listing packages done, there's a nice magical little USP that you guys know about that will help you purchase rental properties before they even hit the market. And you guys know what that is. So just had to remind them of that nice little tool in the toolkit. But, yeah, you, Actually, I, I'm I mean, not sure. you and I'm I look sure every I day. What, what are you talking about? I'm not sure what I know what you're talking about. What were you referring to? Guaranteed, Guaranteed home sale? sale? Yep. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, good, I did. Oh, oh, someone just chatted me, and one of our listeners just chatted me. Um, yes, uh, they're asking specifically about things, about point number two that they should be exploring. Sorry, I had these written down, didn't read them. You guys need to be exploring HSAs, which are health savings accounts. I want you to re- uh, explore your retirement accounts that are tax-free, Roths and things of that nature. Um, I want you to explore maxing out your kids, uh, if you have any, 529 accounts. Those are your college uh things. And then after that, really, guys, the real estate is going to be one of your best ways to save money on taxes. If you don't understand the power of of an investment property, I want you to get online and I want you to just explore this. There's so much about it written online. It it is absolutely shocking to me that more real estate agents don't basically buy real estate all the time. So like, you should have a discipline of accumulating, and we're, I'm gonna, we're going to get to a specific plan, but accumulating a certain number of uh, single-family homes every single year. Don't live in fear of having these be outside of your market. Julie and I have properties in different markets. We have properties we've never seen before, and we have great property managers. Some of them, we an horrible recipe, just an aside, for making it so that we don't have a lot of turnover and we never have had turnover in the past two decades we've been owning rentals, is number one, you make them nicer than market. Number two, you charge less than market. The the mindset that you're going to have some crap hole that you're going to overcharge for and you don't think you're going to have a bunch of turnover, you're crazy. And the other thing is, is we avoid up-and-coming areas because up-and-coming can go the exact opposite direction too. We look for areas like – I'll use Columbus, Ohio because it's a great example. If you buy in Columbus, Ohio, 43214, maybe 43202, 43085, 43065. If you buy right around that central Ohio area, and there's areas like this all over the country, it's always going to do well regardless of the economy as it's proven itself over the past forever because it's a state capital, and guess what? Even in a recession, people still have state jobs. There's a major university there, Ohio State University, or the Ohio State University, for those of you who are particular about that. And there's a lot of other, there's a lot of corporate headquarters and all the rest of it. And Columbus, Ohio is not a major league town. And you can look at, there's examples that are just like that all over the country. And Indianapolis would be another one, where I think properties are dramatically underpriced, easily get 10% cash on cash in that marketplace. People who think that you cannot get returns like that is because you're looking in ridiculously overpriced areas like California. Get out of California. Californians, there is the rest of the country. You might refer to it as flyover, but it is there. Look out the window (laughs) when you're flying over. Okay, next one. So we talked about, um, okay, three months. Okay, so the next point is we talked about the savings. And this last point, and then I know Julie's got a bail, 
is have at least three months of hard cash on hand, three months of your core living expenses, your overhead. Consider having this in a safe that is secure versus a bank. Uh, increase your cash to six months over time. During the last crash, the banks made withdrawing your cash a major pain in the ass. Julie, I know you have to go, but you can tell your story about when we were in Vegas and you went to the bank to try to withdraw cash. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and a lot of our, our listeners and a lot of our Premier Coaching members didn't were not in real estate during the crash, so they may not be familiar with us. But I, I think I was just, you know, withdrawing some standard cash. And we're in Las Vegas, and it was kind of at the at the beginning of really heating up and being very clear. I believe it was either with the day or within a couple of days. Remember when the stock market crashed? I remember it was 777 points. Easy number to remember. And I remember walking in and looking around and thinking, why is there such a massive line of people here? And everybody was taking cash out. And all of the bank managers were there sitting down with people, a lot of older folks especially, and just having these discussions like you really don't want to cash everything out, do you? And I remember having three or four policemen at the door escorting people back with their cash from uh, the bank to their car. And it was so surreal. It was incredible. So, yeah, this stuff does happen. And remember, too, remember when home equity lines of credit were locked down and you couldn't uh, borrow yep. any more of that? Well, they don't, so that's kind of I mean, a lot of these guys, we have 100,000 people listening, and I bet you only 10,000 of them actually were alive during the last, you know, in real estate, alive, paying attention during the last recession. Yeah. But, guys, here's what's going to happen. This is what happened last time. It's going to be worse whenever, if there's never another financial thing, which you have to assume there will be. ATMs are going to be locked down. You're going to have uh, your credit lines. If you guys think your credit line against your house is basically your, your nest egg, your piggy bank, you're wrong. The first thing the bank is going to do is they're going to lock your credit line down. You're not going to have access to it. They can cancel it. They can limit it. If you have a balance against it, they'll say you can't borrow anymore. That is what they did before. You have um, – you have, you have your credit cards, literally, you maybe have an American Express card that you think you have no limit on. Well, you're going to get an email from American Express and say your new limit is $500. That's what they did last time. They're going to do it again, I promise you. That's the reason it's important that you guys have your cash in a safe. Um, you know, there's lots of different safes out there. Uh, there. You know, research the safes yourself. Bolt the safe to the ground. I, look, we're not like extremist, you know, survivalists. We're just hopefully – you know, marginally intelligent people that are trying to learn from the past so we can be prepared for whatever comes next. I want you guys to be the same thing, maybe better than marginally intelligent, though. So be over-prepared for what might come around the bend. And look, tomorrow we're going to get more into the, the weeds about the specifics. We've set the precedent now for basically how you can set yourself financially. Tomorrow we're going to talk about asset protection. We're going to talk about uh, strategies on paying off debt. None of these things are complicated, by the way. It'll take maybe one or two points. Um, we're going to talk about how long it should take you to accomplish the goal of being financially free. And I promise you, if you haven't listened to the first two podcasts, the idea of getting to be financially free might be appealing to you, but the mindset and then the actions that will follow that are necessary for you to accomplish that goal will never take place. So please go back, listen to the first two shows on this topic, and then get ready to apply. And we're going to give you – we're going to finish out tomorrow hopefully we're going to give the rest of the points and then um i think what i'm going to do is answer questions you guys might have on the following podcast you can email to me by the way if you ever need us for anything tim at tim and julie com or julie at tim and julie com. and as always guys if you have not had your free coaching call yet what the heck are you waiting for just go to free coaching calls for com, and when you do so we're going to give you six of our books 
Um, a perfect book that goes hand-in-hand hand with what we're talking about is The Real Estate Treasure Map, and that's one of the books we give you just for requesting a free coaching call. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.